Hello, and thanks for joining us on HearthCast for episode number 170 for Patch 5.3. This episode is made possible by OpenRaid. Our topic for this episode is, what's in a boss's name? And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. Hey everybody, my name is Root, and I AOE things on my Goblin Warlock. And this is Freckle Pace, and I stampede on my Goblin Hunter. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Coming up in episode number 170 of Hardcast, we have news from a listener about a rare we all need to camp. Broadway Blues is going to tell us why it's rude to not name your Hunter pet. We're going to look at some subscription numbers and some rationale behind the drop. We have a listener from Switzerland who chimes in with his take on the Minor Grievances episode. And we're going to be joined by Dead Guy for an open rate update. And we'll share some out-of-this-world information for you. That's a busy podcast. Yeah. We got to line up like, I know. A lot of stuff, yeah. Good. I like that. I do. I like that. It's like the the outline is like six pages. Yeah. It's epic. It's intense. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what have you been up to this week, you know, in the world of Warcraft, Freck? Still doing a lot of pet battles. Oh. Yeah. The archaeology um, trick slash glitch that I talked about. Yeah. It did not get fixed with 5.3. Oh. So you still need to be aware of cross-realm zoning, shifting, shuffling all your dig sites around. The I told dig- you how to fix it, but it, I was expecting it to change the patch and did not. Oh. Yeah. The dig site shuffle. Dig sites. <laughs> I can't even say that. It's, yeah, it's a dig site shuffle. That's what we could Dig, do. Sight, shuffle. Dig, sight, shuffle. Yeah. yeah. Make a band name, but nobody will say it. Oh. Okay, dig, sight, shuffle. What? <laughs> <laughs> but my big news before the patch came out big was news. that I had captured every wild battle pet available, except for the Kiraji Garling, because it's not out yet. It's not oh. summer. <laughs> I was like, who's that? But even ones that were not part of the achievement, like the Fluxfire Feline, which is like a mechanical cat that you get outside... Of the gnome area. And the stunted idea talked about how excited I was getting about that from Feralis. Right. And I got an emerald uh, whelpling from Shulazar Basin. Cool, yeah. I guess. It is very cool. It's, it's a whelpling. So how many are you missing? I'm not missing any. At all? Except for the one you can't get right so, now. Well, the one I can't get, and then the one they just added, um, which is an unborn Valkyrie... Northrend. Gross? Just, yeah. Probably a little strange. It's an egg. The The model is like a little spirit thing. It's an egg with legs like from the cartoon Foghorn Leghorn's buddy. Maybe. That's well, that's not all they're missing. That's all they're missing for the wild battle pets. If it's not, it should be an egg with legs. Well, that'd be Egbert. Oh, that's true. They got one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Are you talking about like the Garfield character? Yeah, kind of like the Garfield. Yeah, what did no. I say? Foghorn, Leghorn? Maybe I was thinking about... <laughs> I think I was thinking about, yeah, Garfield. Oh, the yeah, farm. Yeah. What was the one on the farm? I don't know their names. Yeah, the pig. Yeah. But I'd also gotten all the pandas from the Beast of Fable quest. You get little baby pandas as a reward. Baby pandas? I think there's four. There's at least four. And I got all of them with a couple to spare to, to sell. Oh, okay. So I got a little boost of gold over on our... Um, Earthen Rain Guild, 
Our meetup guild. Oh, the meetup guild. Yeah, because yeah. I got this extra panda, and then I, you know, logged on my tune over there, boxed it up, put it on the auction house. You should really log into that character. Yeah, you should. It's been three months. <laughs> I've checked. I check up on you. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. My bad. And since they also added more pets to LFR, to the Throne of Thunder, I have a reason to keep doing those. So that's exciting. And when I logged on to patch 5.3, I also got a quest to do PvP pet battles, which I had kind of shine away from because when I did it before, it was a really long queue. And I would start out with, you know, some low-level pets, like maybe they're all level 5, and then to match me against people who had all level 7. Oh. And it's like, you know, the level makes a big difference on how powerful it is. So, sure. So I'd log into something I was already in a disadvantage of, you know. So it's a little frustrating. You just lose all the time? Well, it's just random. Oh, you know? got it. It wasn't so much skill as it was. It happens to match you against someone higher than you. Mm. There's not really much you can do. But this quest was to do 10, to win 10 with your level 25 pets. And so maybe it's also that everyone else is doing the same thing too, but the queue is less than a minute. Oh, there you go. I like, and I like that. since I have, you know, a good number of 25 pets... I'm having fun, like, making different combinations of teams and seeing what works and what doesn't. And the first day, I had won five out of the ten. And the quest gives you 25 Valor points. That's pretty cool. That is cool. I like that. But yeah, so doing a lot of pet battles. Um, what about you? Well, I don't know. Let's see. I had my birthday. Yeah. Uh, on the Friday night, we talked about, we said ahead of time that we're going to go to see uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. And uh, we did. It was you, me, Cannon Face. Um, from way back when, like, I don't know, a gazillion episodes ago, Sniper mm-hmm. and his bride. Lumia. Lumia, yeah. Yeah, they were both on, like, one ep- No, she was on one episode. I think he was on a couple. Yeah. And he did our voiceovers for a long time. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, but that was really cool. I mean, it was a good, you know, it was all right, you know. What was I eight? The movie. The movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a theater here in town that uh, you can actually, you know, get food. At, and take food into the theater with you. I enjoyed my chicken nachos. Yeah, I had a hamburger and threw half of it. I just it oh. wasn't a good it was not a good burger. Sorry, mm. the fries were really good. Burger. Uh. Uh. Well, now you know. Next time you get chicken nachos, I get. Well, you know what? I asked the the good little girl behind the counter. Uh huh. I was like, "What is the craziest thing you guys got here?" And she's like, "It's my first day." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," and so that, that didn't go well. See, that was your mistake. Yeah. You don't ask for the craziest thing. No, you ask for the best, best thing. The best thing, yeah. Now, what was cool is, and, and and maybe not a lot of people know this, um, but in addition to you being a, a very good singer, uh, Cannon Face, your husband, is also a very good singer, as are Sniper and Lumia. And so in the lobby of the theater, I got four-part harmony happy birthday sung to me, <laughs> uh, which was really cool. I'm good. Glad you liked it. Yeah, because you know a lot of times people sing happy birthday to somebody and it's like they're embarrassed, you know? Yeah. I was like, dang, y'all sound good. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. All right. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Sniper is like, what, 6'6"? Six, six? Would you put him at 6'6"? Six, six? He's 6'4". Six, he's, he's tall. Six, two. He's tall. Yeah. And he had six, like four. the overhand point going down on me like a spotlight <laughs> like, <laughs> while they're singing, you know, so that was, you know. Yeah. So you're not embarrassed by the attention? No. Because no, I am no. lots of times. Well, a lot of people do, but when you sing well like that, there's mm-hmm. absolutely no reason to be embarrassed because they're not looking at me. They're looking at y'all singing. <laughs> I mean, if everybody's just singing happy birthday off key, they're like, oh, who's the fool's birthday? It is. Oh, what's that guy? <laughs> you know, he's all embarrassed. 
But when you have a group of people who are four part harmonizing, it's like, wow, who's singing happy birthday? See, so the attention was not on me. Well, so, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was cool. I had a good birthday, you know. Um, thank you for the Vilasians. Oh, you're welcome. The, uh, or whatever, what's the, what turns into some kind, kind of Drake? Sandstone Drake. Sandstone Drake. Yeah, that thing. Viola and Sandstone Drake. Jack Howard wrapped it. In a uh, wrapping box, gift box with blue wrapping paper. Isn't that cool? He can wrap stuff in the game. Yeah. 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 That was cool. Because it was like, you know, last week you alluded to something coming on my birthday. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Right. So I was kind of thinking maybe I'm getting something in game from Freckleface. Uh-huh. So on my birthday, like one of the very first things I did was log into the game. <laughs> Before I open, I had like, this is the first year I've waited for my for, to open up my birthday loot. You know, normally like ah it comes in the mail, I open it. Woo, it's for my birthday. And this year, outside of one gift, I waited. And uh, but the first gift I opened was that one. Oh, and wow, because I'm like I gotta log on to wow. Well, it's kind of self serving too. I'm tired of driving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair Every enough. Every time we go somewhere, I have to drive. Fair enough, fair enough. That I was kind of it was kind of awkward though. Um, was it? No, t- uh, just explaining to uh, Cannon Face. Like, hey man, Fred got me the 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 violet the 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 violet sands. Here's sands, though, Drake. Uh, she uh, pe- pe- people can ride me. <laughs> He's like, cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> I'm going to go find a place and hide. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> totally socially awkward penguin did. And um, <laughs> not not cool. I was like, oh, oh this is awkward. <laughs> no. How did I, I, had, I had to like rephrase it mid-sentence. Like, and and, and I, I can fly people around <laughs> on, on, on the back of the drake. That I am. This <laughs> is weird, but it's alright. It's cool. Yeah, that's that's like what I turn into now. Yeah, and I have a little funny story about that. Okay. Um, I have been uh, as a favor to Battle Panda from Open Raid. He is lacking a pet for his pet battles. He's lacking the pet that you get from Storm Peaks when it's snowing in Storm Peaks. What pet that is? I don't know. Oh right, yeah. So what I've been doing every morning is going over to Storm Peaks and seeing if it's snowing on our realm. Mm-hmm. And every morning and every night, because he lives in Australia, which is 12 hours difference from us. So I try to get there at, at a time that he is online. And like three or four times now, it's been snowing and he hasn't been on. I'm like, ah, oh, man, it's snowing over here. Are you taking your main over there? Yeah, it's, so, it's super quick. I just run into uh, the, the shrine, take the port of Dallary and fly east and you're done. Yeah, why don't you just park like fruit there or something? Yeah, I thought about that. But he's on the farm. He's working. Oh. He's working. He's working. Is he really? He's working. He's working. But he's not 90. He's not getting anything for it. He, he's got four plots. He's working. Oh. Man, you tell me. You boy working for his money. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so the other day, I was like hanging out. And normally, I just go park on the side like I just sit there, right? But I was like, eh, let me fly around because I do have the flight path uh, there in um, uh, NPC Scan. An NPC Scan overlay. That has the flight path for the uh, time lost proto Drake, and that's not why I'm in Storm Peaks, but he does fly through Storm he Peaks. Does, so yeah. I'm like, let me go check it out a little bit. Then we're flying around. Some dude cussed me out for what? For looking like not a normal Drake. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, he thought he, he thought the, he saw the the time lost proto Drake. What did he say? He's like, hey, can you at least like I don't know ride a normal mountain here so I don't freak out when I see you? <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, man. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, I just got this for my birthday, but whatever, dude. <laughs> so, so <laughs> he's like, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Everything he'd be yelled at for a mountain. You're right. No, Wait, what's going? On? Oh, sorry, sorry. Like, NPCs can't would alert you if I really was a time lost poetry. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, that was just. I was like, okay. So I just parked on the side. <laughs> and, uh, That's yeah. messed up. It is really. So that was that was weird. <laughs> um, I did get Freck. Uh, yeah, this my my wife calls this the birthday that hasn't ended yet. Really? Yeah, because I waited to get, to open up my birthday loop, and I've got a lot of people trained um, to to give Amazon gift cards <laughs> for for my presents, you know. Uh, and and then it kind of extends because then you get the Amazon gift cards, right? And you throw those in the Amazon, right? And then you you get what you want. And so. This was like, you know, birthday presents open up. It goes, Amazon gift card. Oh, it's an Amazon gift Oh, it's an Amazon gift card. <laughs> and then you can, you, you can, you know, you, you can get stuff that you really want or need. So, so that happened and that was cool. So, but the problem is there is like, then the stuff comes in like a week later. And so you're still getting birthday presents like a week later. <laughs> so that was a problem with that. Uh, what else? But oh, you know what? I found something, Freck, that is actually better than archaeology and pet battles combined. Lies. Wise? Lies. Oh, lies. No, no, no. Lies. I, I lie not. I lie not, Freck. So you know how you and I went out and with the, with the, with your husband and yeah, everybody yeah. else, we saw Star Trek. Saw Star right? Trek. So I was kind of inspired to go check out Star Trek online. I like that. They've done a pretty good job. Is it free? It is. I am doing the free to play. You can upgrade. And I don't. I don't really know what the upgrade gets you, but um, it's all right. It's pretty neat. You know the way they've combined MMO, first person shooter, and then flighted combat because you get the, everybody gets a ship. Everybody, you know, you are quickly made. You quickly like in the very few first few minutes of, of playing the game, you fall into a hey nobody else is here. You need a captain of the ship role, as in. Ensign, you know, <laughs> like, okay, whatever, dude. Um, and what's kind of cool is you do get to customize your ship a little bit right out of the gate. You get to name it and do, you know, pick from like a combination of like three or four different ships to do whatever. So you get to customize your ship a little bit. And so I need mine, the USS Riptide. You know, from like, really? yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that kind of came up in conversation at the office. I was like, yeah, I was playing this thing, the Star Trek Online. It's pretty cool. Because we talked about, you know, the movie. And I was like, after the movie, I checked out the game. I named it the USS Riptide, my ship. And our CTO, who I've really never talked about on here, is like, yeah, you really send me a screenshot of that. That's pretty cool, right? So I sent him a screenshot. Well, unbeknownst to me, he had ulterior motives. Uh Uh-oh. So he responds to me. He goes, you know... This is probably one of the geekiest things I've ever seen for somebody in the company to name their uh, their starship after the company they work mm-hmm. at. Because so uh, I'm going to use this to kick off a competition at the, at the office uh, to see if anybody can out geek you. 
All right. And so my initial response to him was like, hey, it's not like I have my license plate with a company name on it or anything, which our CEO does. <laughs> <laughs> and so those were the first two honoring entries into this competition at, at Riptide. Is to who can out geek anybody else with the company local or name. I have a starship in an online game <laughs> based on Star Trek with a company name. <laughs> I'm pretty if if I win though, it's it's fifty bucks cash, uh a free lunch, and a small statue in my honor. <laughs> statue. <laughs> <laughs> so, in your likeness or just a random I, I, don't, I don't know I, I don't know I, I really don't know that part so, <laughs> but, right. but and that but, was your entry you can't do anything else. I can't do anything else okay. apparently no um, but no in all honesty Star Trek Online has done a really good job in the, in the blending of uh, those three genres they've done a really good job on it something that probably hopefully um, WoW, Blizzard and WoW look at one of the things that I really kind of like about it is I don't I can go to people like hey some of the quests you get are to go to this person inside of this person pick up a quest from that person, but a lot of times you just get into a place and you get a message from Starfleet hey here's a quest when you just kind of like the pop up quest and wow like I got one when I logged in like Cho had a quest for me same kind of deal but it's more themed in there, um. But yeah, the, the, it's really interesting. I'm having to remap the G13, my calculator, as you called it last week. It can contain different profiles. So I'm building a Star Trek profile because the key mapping is crazy. Like It's not intuitive. You know, it's not wow. It's a, and and mm-hmm. so by me porting it over to the G13, I'm kind of remapping it to what my muscle memory is used to. Like in 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 uh, in Star Trek Online, when you're running around, you can just run around, like because it's got like run around like MMO, and it's just got fly around like Starship. But when you're running around like MMO, you have to press B, which is our bag, you know, and B puts you into basically the first person shooter mode. Now you have a a, a target in front of you, you can shoot stuff. But when you're running around with the mouse controls and everything else, it's like going to B. I'm shooting things left and right. I'm like oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not mean to shoot. No. <laughs> so it, you know, it's taking some getting used to. Um, but, you know, so I haven't really done any, any more archaeology yet. Hmm. Haven't done any, definitely haven't done any pet battles because it's been kind of fun going in there and playing, uh, playing Star Trek. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm so new still. I also found out based on that on the competition at work that like ten other people at the office play that game. Really? Yeah, they're all closet geeks there. Nobody wants to admit they play an MMO, but then when <laughs> it goes public, everybody's like, "Oh, you play that game too?" You know, <laughs> I play that game. I have a top level player in that game. You know, <laughs> suddenly stuff comes out of the woodworks. Oh, yeah. So I, I kind of like that because it, it's cool that you know you get to know that other people are doing stuff. Um, but yeah, um. I had to remap. I guess I screwed up my G13 when I was doing stuff for Star Trek because I like, logged into WoW and like nothing was working right. So I had to remap all that. Mm-hmm. Well, not only like two things, but two major things. Like one was my uh, my script for targeting the closest target, and and then the other one was my my mount. Like I pressed down on my on my little joystick to mount, and it wasn't working, and it really bothered me. And then my my this first 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 key on the left hand side and the second row, pinky key. Is uh 
is my fly up key, my space bar. It's remount to my space bar. And that wasn't working either. So so I couldn't mount and fly with my left hand. So it was really bothering me. Because <laughs> that's all left hand action stuff. Mount, fly, you know, let's go. It's all so had spent time figuring out why that happened. But that's been my week. But you know what? Moving on, we do have some emails. First one here is from Rob Copeland, our buddy Rob. You remember Rob? Of course. Rob Copeland, by the way, for those of you who don't know, that is the real name. Dun, 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 dun. Of. Uh, let's see. Hot Pox, Holloway. Help me out here. Um, <laughs> give me some other H names. that He's got a ton of alts. I can't name all his names. He's a co-host of the Training Dummies, a good friend of mine. And he writes and he says, hey, Root, now that you have a new computer, are you going to go back to using Tuck UI as your UI replacement? If you remember, when I was having all those problems, I was trying to just eliminate everything. Right. Everything. And one of the things I eliminated was Tuck UI. And so I was considering bringing Tuck UI back mm-hmm. until I saw shadowed unit frames. Yeah. Now, I will admit that Tuck UI gave me a lot of game information. A lot of stuff is built into Tuck UI. Like I knew what bosses I killed, the world bosses that we, those are, that's built into Tuck UI. But I get more information based on the characters, based on the, you know, the, the shadow unit frames give me, gives me more information on the targets I'm working with. Whether party members, brain members, whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. Or even the, the, the NPCs that I'm trying to kill or interact with. So I get more information. So I'm like, I'm, I'm torn right now. I think I'm going to stay with shadowed unit frames and, and not go back to tech UI for right now. So that answers that question. But Rob has been asking me a lot of questions. I've been trying to field them. My my phone is blown up, <laughs> uh, but that's all right. It's good. It's good. It's good times. Ample hands asked, "Where do you get the music for Hearthcast, and is it possible to hear the entire rock song from the start of the show?" Excellent question. Um, <clears throat> some of the music I actually produced myself. Um, the song that you hear at the beginning of the show that gets the real hardcore rock stuff—that's actually from a band that a buddy of mine plays in from Riptide, and that band's name is Millstone. It's over at Facebook. Uh, you just go to facebook.com, search for Millstone Band. That's M-I-L-L-S-T-O-N-E, like a millstone hung around your neck, a millstone. Yeah. Uh, millstone Band. Uh, they're actually performing in concert here on June 7th coming up. Um, got tickets to that. In Orlando, if you're in town you want to go to that, let me know. I can give you the hook down. If not, go stop by their page. Like their page on Facebook. That'll you know, give them some love. As far as getting a hold of the copy of that song, I've got it. And uh, I will email it to you. Um, I have both the instrumental and the, uh, the spoken word song. So I'll probably send them both over to you. I've got permission from uh, them to do that. So cool. Thank you so much. We have a tip from Fodafor. It says, there is a rare named Solix Shore in the Valley of Four Winds who has a 10% chance to drop the Crystal of Insanity. Now what it does is when you use it, it increases all stats by 500 for an hour. It counts as both a battle and a guardian elixir. And Fodifer says he got it and uses it in LFRs and dungeons instead of burning a flask. All right, so your flask does what? 600. No, 1,000. Your, your flask does 1,000. It increases your stats. Okay. Well, you're a, um, a viable stat, like intellect, will get increased. This cre- increases all stats by 500 for one hour. It's got a 15-minute cooldown. It does not persist through death. It does not. I thought the 
The Guardian ones did. This one does not. This one does not. It okay. does not. But what it's saying is it counts as one, so you can't use that and then use another one. Gotcha. You know, you can't build upon that. Um, I don't have it yet, but we do have the coordinates for this guy, by the way. Um, he is in the uh, value four wins, and the coordinates are 37.0 and 25.6. He's up in the top corner. Um, if you look at your map, he's right underneath the second S of Veil of Eternal Blossoms. When you look at the map of value okay. of the four wins. Good to know. Um, so go camp him. His name again is Solik Shore. So look for him, camp him. It's 10% drop chance. It's not too bad. And we have a letter from Broadway Blues, is the nickname on Twitter. Um, it's actually Oz, who's editor-in-chief over at RARCAST. And we used to talk to him a lot, uh, probably a couple of years ago. Um, and I've you know, been kind of keeping up with him on Twitter and whatnot. Um, but he wrote in and said, It has been a very long time since I wrote or called in the show. It wasn't you. It was me. Truth be told, I got burnt out of WoW, and then when I did want to come back, I didn't have the extra funds to pay the subscription fee. Anyway, I'm back, and as such, started to listen to you guys again. I've missed you. So last time I listened to you guys were both Alliance. Hearing you both are horrid is kind of shocking, but I figured maybe you guys were on to something. I've been very defensive about the fact that I've been nothing but Alliance since I started playing back in Vanilla WoW. But considering all the content that I've seen over and over again on my alley alts, I thought I would start a horde tune. Then I remembered that I won a Zyger guide from you guys, and it was a horde one through eighty-five guide. So I loaded up and used the guide to level my female blood elf warlock, and I really loved playing the horde. She is parked at fifty-five while I wait for some rested XP to build up. I plan on questing through Outlands, Wrath, Cad, and Pandaria since I've seen all the dungeons many times for my alley tunes. I'm kicking myself for not doing this sooner and encourage everyone that's kind of bored to roll tunes on both sides of the coin. Now that 5.3 has cut the XP requirement from 85 to 90, I'm going to go full bore once I get my tank to 90. So thanks to you both for the Zygar guides. He goes on to say, okay, as a hunter that has all the spear beasts and got all the rare teams in 4.2, while 4.2 is still new, so he got them when they meant something, Says, I have to tell Freck why you don't ever name your rare pets with the same name as the mob itself. This was your complaint from last couple episodes ago. Let me give you an example why. NPC scan can't tell the difference between rare spawns and hunter pets. However, it is smart enough to know that Lokinahak doesn't spawn in Stormwind, so it doesn't alert outside of Sholazar Basin. However, if you are in Sholazar and your hunter pet is named Loki Nahak, then not only are you potentially messing up a hunter that might be camping a Loki Nahak spawn, you are setting up NPC scan for everyone in that zone. Now I know that Solazar Basin is a ghost town right now. I was there recently leveling my mining, so that example isn't exactly the best one. But while it can't be for but while camping 4.2 spawns 9 out of 10 times, my NPC scan went off. It was because another hunter rolling in the zone with his new team out and was using the same name as the spawn. Also keep in mind that once NPC scan goes off, you have to exit the game and clear its cache folder and log back on. What a pain. And it is considered rude to name your pet the same name as a spawn in the some hunter circles. Like I said on Twitter, I feel like there is a camaraderie amongst hunters, and I really enjoyed helping other hunters with the difficult teams 
when you see the same hunters over and over again hunting the same spawns you are, you can't help but sit there and talk to each other. Kind of makes hunters unique and a neat class if you're so inclined to talk to other people in the game. So he kind of follows up and says, doesn't mean to stomp on your ego or anything, but he just want to put his two cents in. He also closes by saying, love listening to you guys. Thanks for all the last. Love listening to you guys while I work towards getting back in shape again. And good luck to you both. And may the RNG be ever in your favor. So I guess it would be pretty awful of me if I named one of my pets Time Lost Proto Drake and oh. hung out on the ice ground. Oh. Oh. Peaks. <laughs> oh. That's evil. I don't think... I don't think it lets you use spaces, though. That's evil. Because that would be evil, <laughs> right? Just name it Time. Yeah. Because a lot of people just do, like, Tar Time. <laughs> just get their own little target strips. Right. Tar Time, Tar Time, Tar Time. <laughs> <laughs> no, evil. but that would, be, that would be evil. 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 So what do you think? Now you know why hunters don't have their names, their pets named, you know, the name of the pet. I see that, right. You still think it should be in the tooltip, though? Yes. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Unless, but it might not be because of what he mentioned. Like, if, if how it's set up now, if it were to display that, it would mess up all the scanning and whatnot. True facts. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But thank you for that letter. It was good to hear from you. And, of course, I didn't forget who you are. I never could. No. He's no. one of our first uh, first contributors. Yeah. We also have a letter from Crawl Jenkins. Oh, we have the same last name. <laughs> you must be related. <laughs> we have the same fake last name. <laughs> I would love to tell you that your show is great, et cetera, et cetera, but you already know that. I want to add a few things to the minor grievances list. Tanks, or anyone really, leaving a dungeon or an LFR after the first boss, either because they didn't get the loot they're looking for or because they already did the next boss. I myself always finish the LFRs or dungeons I start, just out of respect for everyone else in the group. Granted, sometimes after the third or fourth wipe, the temptation is great to leave the group, but as long as nothing else requires my presence in the house, I'll stay and fight. And there are some other things that bother me in LFRs and dungeon groups, but I'll keep that for another mail. And cheers from rainy Switzerland. Yeah. Um, the, the very first night that the turtle boss came out, you know, that one. Yeah. Queue up for that. Get to the turtle and the tank drops group. Uh. Do you know how hard it is to find a single tank on opening night of an LFR? I guess pretty tough. 45 minutes tough. Ugh. And we waited. That's awful. And Why would he drop the tur- turtles the first one? I don't, nobody knew. It, it was like sense. the ultimate troll and it was like early on. So unless he had done it already, like, Way early on in the day, then, but yeah, I try not to do that. I really do. I feel like I've done that maybe once or twice. What I've noticed is that when they released the last wing, you know, uh, Lei Shin was really tough, and there were a lot of wipes. So a lot of people would do the first two bosses, get a couple wipes in, the third boss, and then leave. And then you'd have new people come in, and those people would be coming into a run that was on the third boss. So they would finish it, and then those people, since they didn't do the first two bosses, would go and get in queue, do the first two bosses, and then leave, and then have to replace half the raid again at the third boss almost every single time. It, mm-hmm. it caused a bad cycle. I agree. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. Stay. Yeah. I like his idea. Stay and fight. If you got nothing else to do, stay and fight. It's not that big of a deal. 
Well, Carl, thank you for that email. And thank everybody else for email, too. You guys can email us. Uh, you can do this so on the website there. It's got a little form you can fill out. This podcast is part of the Ego Podcasting Network. Today's totally tantalizing topic. A not-so-in-depth look at the etymology of WoW boss names. Brought to you by Open Raid. Well, Frank, last week we looked at player names. The good, the bad, the funny. Oh, I I, I have a funny one. You have a funny one? Yeah. An, an addendum to last week? Yes. What is that? Sorry, I forgot it from the notes. Okay, it's a warlock. Yes. His name was Crispy Scream. <sighs> <laughs> With the K, uh-huh. like the donuts, <laughs> except is huh. you got know, fire and then you make people scream. Mm. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> I can't whisper to the guy. He's like, uh, thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. How do people I take that? Because, I mean, I just have a normal root. Root's not funny. You know, it, it means something to me. But how do people take that when you whisper them? Like, hey, your name is funny. Your name is cool. Good job on your name. I don't know. People used to tell me that every once in a while. I liked it. All right. Well, good enough. Yeah. But yeah, we looked at that last week. Um, this week, we are going to take a somewhat philosophical look at boss names in WoW. It's not just bosses. It's bosses and basically characters of note. All right. Well, we don't, we don't fight everybody that we're going to talk we about. We should fight everybody. Oh. So, you know, there are some reasons that these prominent characters, as you will, uh, need important names. Like epic storylines that, that, that the people at Blizzard create require epic, memorable names. These things are going to be part of gaming history forever. The name alone must stand for the boss's personality. And, you know, we really don't want to sound like we're fighting some wimpy Hello Kitty Care Bear boss like... Fluffy. And some bosses are named after characteristics, but others are actually foreshadowing. All right, so let's look at some examples here, Frank. No one convention that they've used is using the name as a reference to something either in history or our own mythology or literature. Take, for example, Freck. In the, uh, currently in the game, there's a boss called Radin. Now, it doesn't take a nuclear scientist to realize that that is actually Raiden. And who is that? Uh, in Western culture, Freck, Raisin is usually known as Raiden. Um, that is Ray. It's a Chinese word. Ray plus Den. Uh, Ray meaning thunder. Den meaning lightning. And he's typically depicted as a tall monk wearing a large straw hat. Uh, you know, the ones you see that the rice pickers, you know, the big things keep raining off and while they're doing their work. And this god has the power to create storms and thunder and lightning He's been in Mortal Kombat. You know, Raiden's oh. a character you can play in Mortal Kombat, who's the same guy. He's been in uh, Big Trouble in Little China, which is what Mortal Kombat was based on. So this Raiden character has been around, made several appearances in several movies and several, just everywhere. The completion of the final Throne of Thunder heroic raid awards a bonus boss for high-end raiders who finish the main zone. And his name is Raiden. He's a titanic watcher assigned to Pandaria, and he is labeled as the fallen keeper of the storms. It's Raiden. You know? <laughs> so they kind of, you know, Blizzard will disguise a name, you know, kind of 
play on the etymology of the name, but it's it's obvious that that's Raiden, and that's cool. On the same note, uh, Lei Xin in Chinese mythology literally is the thunder god. Um, is a Chinese Taoist deity who, when ordered by heaven, punishes both earthly mortals guilty of secret crimes and evil spirits who have used their knowledge of Taoism to harm human beings. He carries a drum and a mallet to produce thunder and a chisel to punish evildoers. Now, Mop's not the only place that they have done this where they use, you know, historical figures or or uh, names from mythology. They've done it throughout the entire game. Like Uther. Uther the Lightbringer in WoW was the first paladin and was the mentor of Arthas, who became the Lich King. Now, the legendary King Arthur, his father's name was Uther. Right. Although we don't know very much about him. Oh, on uh, Hulu, they had the first, I think, three, maybe four seasons of Merlin. Oh, yeah, you're really into that show, aren't you? Yeah, we yeah. were, but I think we've caught up to every episode we can find on Hulu right now. Oh. Um, but they go really in-depth into Uther. Oh, really? And I thought the same thing. I was like, Uther, uh-huh. I know this guy. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. And there are a lot of people who claim that Arthas is actually a spin off of Arthur. And then that's where, you know. I wouldn't be surprised. He's a big, bulky, blonde, you know. Yeah. Powerful warrior. What about Ragnaros? You remember him? I do. I have him as a little pet. I'll try. You get Mini Rag, whatever his name is. Yeah, Baby Rag. Well, Ragnar Lodbrok was actually a legendary Norse ruler, and he was a hero of the Viking Age who became known as the Scourge of France and England and as a father of many renowned sons, including Ivar the Boneless, Bjorn the Ironside, Halfdan Ragnaros' son, and Ubba. Ooh. So, you know, you can't kill Rag. I think we killed him, like, what, three times now and he keeps coming back? <laughs> a lot of times what Blizzard does is they will have a name that literally means something that gives you insight into characteristics okay. of the person. Now, there's some obvious ones, like Akuthar. If you remember Evan Baird and Hold, it was the creature with all the eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I did Baird and Hold, like, four times. Was, oh, really? You always tried to get me in there. Yeah, I love doing that in Baird Yeah, and Hold. you would, like, jump onto, onto the guild chat and go, do we have Baird and Hold? What's the time to the next <laughs> fight? All that. You are all you were way into that. Yeah, I was. Um, also, the same way Oculus is named, you know. Just anytime you see the Ocu word, it has usually something to do with the eyes. Eyeballs. Yep. Yeah. And then you have Lord Greymane. What's his big secret? Uh, he was, he was, oh, he was a worgen. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> Not much of a secret with a name <laughs> yeah. like Greymane, Greymane huh? Greymane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, just, yeah, make, yeah. yeah. One plus one. Yeah, figure that one out right there. The same with Nefarian, who is Deathwing's son. I mean, Nefarious literally means evil. Right. And Nefarian is pretty evil. And then there's Archimonde. Now, he's dead now. We killed him in a cataclysm. Oh, sorry, dude. But he was one of the, f- the three leaders of the Eridar, or also known as the Draenei. And they were approached to make a contract with the Lord Sargeras to give him their loyalty in exchange for power. And that led to the corruption of the Eridar, except for the group that fled with Valen. And Valen's still hanging out in um, in Exodar. Archimonde actually became Sargeras' left-hand man and led the War of the Ancients. Now, if you 
take apart his name. Arch means ruler. And we use that in terms like like the archbishop. And the rest of the name, Wande, means world. Ooh. So his name literally means ruler of the world. World ruler, yeah. And that's exactly what he aspired to be. Next, you have Malfurion Stormrage. Not even in the middle of reading War of the Ancients, which is about Malfurion and Illidan and Tyrand. And to me, it sounds like it's kind of an evil name, you know, Mal, Mal and the Furion. Furion. It sounds like somebody's angry, but he's not. Malfurion is obviously a hero in WoW. But then I found out something interesting. The root word, F-U-R, Furari, means to steal. And what happened with Malfurion and Illidan was that they were both in love with Turan Whisperwind. And Malfurion is the one who's married to her, and Illidan's evil. So you have Malfurion, whose name means to steal. Oh, he stole the love. He stole Turan. Oh, yeah. look at that. Mm-hmm. How about that? And next is Kelthus. He was a senior member of the Kirin Tor and the prince of Kelthalus and the last of the Sunstrider dynasty. After the fall of Kelthalus... Kalthas led what remained of his people in the service of the Alliance. Striving to placate his people's addiction to magic, he covertly allied with Illidan and the Burning Legion. He was branded a traitor after his allegiance with the Legion was revealed. Kalthas plotted to summon kill Jaden through the Sunwell, but his plans were foiled by the Shattered Sun Offensive. He was defeated by their forces in Magister's Terrace. Now his name, Kel, means faithful, huh. but he is a traitor. But was he faithful to something else, like his own cause? I think it was just used in an ironic sense. Oh, yeah. okay. Is that what he was known as being a traitor and his name actually meant faithful. An interesting one here that I think one of my, and I just, it just, it came to light to us a little more about this guy this week. Thrall. Now, if you've read the books, you know that Thrall is not Thrall's name. Thrall no, is a Thrall name. means slave, is what yeah. they called him. Um, his parents were slaughtered. He was found and raised by humans. And they called him slave because that's what they treated him as. Right. And so he took the name Thrall, which means literally in English, in, in the old English means slave. Right. Yeah. You can go to any etymology website and you can look it up. Thrall means slave. Then we kind of find out that his real name is Goel. Many times his bride-to-be, whatever her name is, I guess it's his bride now because they got a baby. She says, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, you and I, Frank, were sitting down listening to a gentleman speak, and he used the word Goel. The name, actually, Goel. And we kind of went, huh? Because this guy is not talking about World of Warcraft. No. And Goel actually means redeemer. In Hebrew. In Hebrew, right. Mm-hmm. And so you've got Goel, who is in Hebrew, is the redeemer, going by Thrall, which means slave. We kind of find out that Thrall's name is really Goel in Burning Legion, Burning Crusade, rather. And then... In Cataclysm, he actually saves the world. He defeats Deathwing. We don't defeat Deathwing. We get Deathwing beaten down, and Thrall's, or Goel, if you will, is like, I had a guy from here, y'all. Thanks. Let me combine the forces of the aspects and blah. Well, even before that, he could be considered the redeemer for how he freed the Horde. True. Almost. True. Actually, very, very similar to the story of Moses, in that he was raised by people that were not his own, ran away from that life, 
to free his people and then to lead them. And in fact, both stories have a very strong reference to needing a nursemaid for the baby. So there's a lot of allusions to Thrall being Moses. Interesting. So you think he ever like looked at somebody and went, let my people go. I don't think so. No? No. (laughs) You don't think Thrall sung that one? But I just think it's interesting that not only did he redeem the horde, then he also went on to redeem the whole world. Correct. Or Azeroth. Yeah, Azeroth. Yeah. Yeah. That's been an interesting one because, you know, this whole thing, this whole topic, if you will, for us started with Thrall. I think it did anyhow. Maybe some others, but Thrall was up there, you know, and then we were sitting there and this guy starts talking about Goel. And you and I, I mean, it was so funny because and before we, that, we didn't even think of like Goel. We didn't know what it meant. Right. We hadn't like, you know, gotten the front of the research. And, we're just like, okay, Thrall means slave. That's something we can talk about. Right. And it's not like you and I were sitting side by side. No. No. And we're texting each other at the same exact time. Same message. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I, I really did. Of course, I texted you and you. Google talked Google you, talked to me. But it was the same message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty funny. We're like, oh my goodness, look at this. We got some. <laughs> Free content. No, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't realize actually that that his story paralleled that of Moses. So that is actually very interesting to me. Yeah. So that's, that's. I think it was Cole that pulled that pointed that out to me. Well, good job, Cole. Yeah, he knows more about just music and yeah. making crazy money and wow. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who knows his money and wow? The dude flips guilds. All right. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can buy a guild just to level the 25 and flip it, you're doing something right. So if you guys want to learn about WoW, that's a shameless plug for Cold and Cold's Gold Factory. Go check him out because, uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, So what are we talking about here with all these names, Freck? Well, the game needs heroes and villains with impactful names that make a lasting impression. Usually a great deal of thought is put into the naming of the character. More so when that character plays a vital role in the storyline. Stopping and thinking about the origin of a name can easily add depth to a character's personality. That makes sense. Like, if you see, like, you know, like I said before, you don't want that Care Bear Hello Kitty name, you know. Yeah. Although I think there have been some, and it's got its place. Don't get me wrong. It's got its place. If somebody, if some dude's got a big dog named Tiny and you got to fight Tiny, that's funny. Right. That's that's memorable, you know. Yeah. Is that a word? No. No. Memorable. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, I'll use that though. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> but if you have a, a major character in a game, you want them to have a name that has meaning. And the beauty of that is I really think that they, they sit down and do some thought. They think about it. They build that name when they're, you know, they probably have working models, you know, for their name, like Bob the Destroyer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we need a better name than Bob. We'll come up with one. Let's start thinking. So. Gosh, I like that. I love the names in there. So, except the ones I can't pronounce, I don't like those. Mm-mm. We asked on on Twitter about that. We got a lot of people's favorite names of the characters and why. And a lot of them were, I like this guy because nobody really knows how to pronounce his name. Oh, and I'm like, yep, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure that somebody goes. I'm sure that someone sitting around goes, that name looks really cool. Let's put a random apostrophe there. <laughs> Just no dashes. Yeah, well, the dash don't be silent. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dash. <laughs> so if you've got some of your favorite character names, hit us up on the Facebook. Let us know. 
because, uh, you know, of course, it's not a an inclusive or all-encompassing list that we've gone through. But if you've got something that you like, just let us know. Hit us up on Facebook. Well, Freck, I think it's about that time that we get Dead Guy on the line. What do you think? I think so. Dead Guy, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? We're doing really good. What is going on with you these days? Uh, nothing much. Finally going to be running Herald of the Titans. I have one set up for this uh, my, this upcoming weekend, and I'm going to continue running more in the future, the rest of this X-Pac. Yeah, I know. I still need to get all my stuff for that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I kind of didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy set me up. He told me everything to get, and I went, okay, cool. I work on my rogue, and he. I think he's still at forty. Wow. And I think I started at forty. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, "Yeah, I'll do my rogue because he's 40. And yeah, I don't know. I just don't like my rogue. I like range DPS. Well, then roll over range DPS. That's I fine. Probably will. So what what happens in this Herald of Titan? What's the big deal? The big deal is the feat of strength and title that can only be gotten by level eighty characters. Oh, I thought you got like a cool mount or something. No, no. It's a unique title, and it's because you can only get it at level 80. That's why it's so exclusive. But is that title shared across all your all your tunes? Yes. Okay, so what's the title? Herald of the Titans. Oh. What if you had a tune named Herald, and you were Herald, Herald of the Titans? That would be redundant. <laughs> I want to roll a tune named Herald now. just for that. I'm rolling Herald the Hunter just for this purpose. Okay, you do that. <laughs> that guy also, knows you won't commit yeah I know uh, he, he'll he'll level up in a bit and then stop uh, let's see I also got 12 out of 12 taught last night Grats. it was very satisfying it, it was a jaded last try where it was our last try for the night no matter what and we did it those are always the best aren't they Yes, it's like this is it, guys. It's all or nothing. This is the last, our last try. You know what? I think you should say that earlier on in the night because I think people just it. There's a sense of no pressure when that happens. Like, hey, this is it. This is the last one we're doing tonight. If we get it, we get it. If we don't, we're going to bed. And people are like, all right, cool. It's the last one. And there's that sense of I don't have to do this again, so that pressure is gone. So if you just call that like the third time, you probably could have saved like you know half the night. Except nobody would believe us. Oh, yeah, well, I kind of lose your that. <laughs> Did anyone get any pets, the new pets? Uh, no. Not from normal mode. No, we did not. Oh. We did get a new achievement on Primordius, the one that was added this patch. I don't know why they added it. It's fine. It's no one get a negative mutation. Right. So oh. we do that fight properly anyways. Yeah. So we got it when we killed him. I read that patch note completely wrong for months. I thought they were changing it so that you shouldn't get mutated instead of you have to get mutated. And I was like, oh, far is going to be so weird after that. If no one read the patch notes, now you have to do it complete opposite. And no, I was just being, I was just being dumb at reading. The night that Freckleface did uh, that at my house, uh, DBM, I guess she forgot to enable it. And so she did that fight in LFR without DBM, which was... Uh, it was fun for her. She's, oh, <laughs> she's like, what, what do you depend on for DBM for that fight? Um, it tells you what you're at as far as the mutations. How many out of five? Oh, yeah. I just look at my debuffs. Well, I could do that, but it's not as helpful as DBM. Okay. 
you know what? I just I just tank I just kite the boss rather, and I happen to get my mutations as I go along, so it just works. Well, on LFR, sure, because every slime that's killed drops three mutation pools, and many people don't realize this and only pick up one of three. Yeah. You want to first get my mutation, the very first one, I just run around and let somebody else do the killing, and I just kind of soak up their kills. So what you're telling me is you're making the fight harder on purpose because you do minus 75% DPS on the boss no, no, when no. you should be attacking slimes. No, when we first attack everything, like everybody's going crazy attacking the slimes, get the debuff. They, they, like you said, they run through one and they automatically go to another one and start attacking it. And I just soak up the ones that they didn't get. Well, what are you attacking while running? I'm just AOEing like crazy. All the, yeah. the little, the little dudes on the ground. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not being noob, dude. No, I'm okay. legit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I like come up pretty top of the DPS meters in LFR. <laughs> Well, just remember, like on fights like Horadon, if you top the DPS charts no, on Horadon, no, no, no. it's because you did it wrong. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't attack Horadon on that fight. I just DPS doors and stuff and stun people with the doors. Yeah, I That's heard the good. stupidest argument LFR. They were wait, stop. What? Just stop with that statement right there. You don't even need to qualify it. The stupidest argument in LFR. I agree. Whatever you're yes. about to say is legitimately, legitimately true. It is going to be a stupid well, there, argument. There's two people who are on the boss instead of being on the ads. You're arguing in LFR. And they, I, I was witnessing an argument. I was oh, not a part of it. Oh, okay, okay. And they were tearing one guy a new one over it. And the other one they left alone. Like, why aren't you going after this guy? Well, he's top of the DPS meter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. He topped the DPS meter because he attacked the thing <laughs> the with the DPS one. debuff. The wrong one. <laughs> Yeah. So, hey, man, what is going on with Open Raid these days? Uh, still running raids. We're running events more often. Uh, like, there's one right now. Let me look that up. I forget who it's with. Uh, we did. Uh, let's see. It's with. We're running uh, someone from the guild Midwinter. One of the world top end world guilds is running a uh, Toes, it looks like. Yeah. For instance. And we're also doing some recruiting. Uh, we do need some for our community team, and also we need people for our raid team. Uh, depending on the region determines how much we need of what. Uh, U.S. Horde is where we need the least amount of people, honestly. We could use a person or two, but not many. Uh, working up the chain, uh, we need some on U.S. Alliance, more on EU Horde, a lot on EU Alliance, and then both Oceanic groups needs a lot of people. However, if you want to raid lead for Oceanic groups, you have to raid during Oceanic top end times. Oh, so it's not like you can, you and I, well, we could, but we wouldn't be able to have like a normal nine to five job. Yes, exactly. That'd be kind of weird. For working on open raid staff, the requirements are you have to run two staff runs a week where you have to follow the staff rules. Uh, the staff rules being you can't reserve anything to yourself. Uh, you cannot work on your uh, legendaries for yourself anymore. Specifically, no mount reservations. That's the big no-no. And you have to have at least three months on open raid and have a clean account history. So are the raid leaders from open raid allowed to like roll on anything? Like if it's open yeah. rolls is cool, but they just can't reserve stuff. Yes. In fact, you can even do priority loot rolls in terms of, say, you're farming the Ragnaros mount and you've been running it for five weeks. You can do a stacking roll bonus where if you show up every week, you get plus 10 to your rolls. I think right. Pink does that, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like something she would do. 
Uh, it has to be physically possible for a person first showing up to get win them out. So you can never go as high as plus 100 roll bonus. Right. You uh, can't but be a guaranteed can, win. Yes. But you can go below that. So theoretically, so long as you do plus 90 or so. Yeah, I see no higher. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, from personal experience, also, you're allowed to run as many non-staff run raids a week you want, and you don't have to follow these rules so long as you're not flagging it as a staff run. So if you want to run a Firelands where you reserve the mount to yourself, you can. You just can't flag it as a staff run. Oh, I see what you're saying. That makes sense, though. Because really, when you're doing a staff run, it's for the members of of uh, Open Raid, the public, yes. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's for the cool. users. Yeah, the users. That's even a better word. Like uh, most of my runs I do are open raid staff runs. Uh, completely frankly, that's because I have most of what I want from old content. Right. Uh, but even on stuff where I could want stuff, like if I was to ever do Dragon Soul, I will not reserve the, um, what is it called? Experiment 12B mount, even though I don't have it. Oh. Just because I couldn't. Because, yeah, you're doing a staff run, you can't. Gotcha. That makes sense, yeah. All right, what's like the cool little tidbit of news that you're going to impart on us that we're all going to go, whoa. So have you guys done any heroic scenarios yet? Not yet. I have not. Okay. Uh, Heroic scenarios are upgraded from normal scenarios, and they actually have a gear requirement now. Normal scenarios didn't have one. Uh, The gear requirement for heroic scenarios is eye level 480, and trust me, it's needed. Uh, I've gone in with a full team of 520-geared people, and we absolutely destroy it. But I've also gone in with people with 480, and it is a struggle. Mm. Uh, They're actually quite hard. If you do it at 480, it's possible with 3 DPS. You need CC. You need massive raid awareness. You need interrupts. You need everything. Because there are areas where you go, you die. Uh, Let's see. Blood in the snow scenario. There's actually places where there's like 50 elites all grouped together. You're not supposed to fight them. It's supposed to be a trap that if you're dumb enough to run in there, they go, oh, hi there, and eat your face. (laughs) Oh, hi. Exactly. Um, Normal pulls, if you're just three at content geared DPS, will kill you if you don't CC because there are mobs that just do too much damage. And they tell some – also the new scenarios that were added tell a a lot of story for the current content patch. About how, like, uh, something to do with the dwarves. I won't reveal it here for spoiler's sake. Uh, and then you move on to Ragefire Chasm is another one. And there's a couple other ones. It's quite fun so far. They also have something that are bo- called bonus objectives. Thus far, all I've seen the bonus objectives are, are timers. You just have to win in a set time. You don't have to do the whole scenario within this timer. It's a very small subset of the scenario. Like in Ragefire Chasm, the final stage is defend the goblin team while they build the teleporter to get out. Uh, you have to win in like seven minutes. It's four oh. trash pulls and then the final boss. You have to complete in seven minutes. The bonus awards you 30 valor. The, norm- the scenario by itself awards something like 120 valor. If you do one heroic scenario a day, you get capped very fast. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. On top of the fact that they added mobs in Throne of Thunder normal that actually just give valor, uh, not bosses, the mobs now. Some certain mobs give like five or ten valor. Huh. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Between raiding and doing like two – honestly, between raiding, doing the weekly quests, and one heroic scenario, I'd probably be capped. Valor is so much easier to get. Sweet deal. 
Also, the first one you do each day also gives you a heroic cache of treasures as opposed to just the previous cache of treasures you got for normal scenarios. Uh, they, it always gives gold. I think it gives justice. I'm not certain on that. And it has a chance at a random 516 epic useful to your spec. Okay. Better than taught LFR gear. Yeah, I'll say I like this this gear they're giving out for doing other stuff besides raiding. Yes, it's not as good as normal mode raid gear. Like, there's nothing in there I want. But if you are an LFR raider or if you just don't raid because you don't enjoy it for whatever reason, this is another way to get gear. I like that. Even though I like raiding, I like the fact there's another avenue. Right. They also minorly changed the loot mechanic for these caches. I don't know why. Um, instead of, like, how it used to work is the box, you got the box, the loot was already rolled inside, so when you open the box, you just discovered what the roll was, the internal game roll. It seems the roll now happens when you open the box, and you don't get to loot from the box, it's the instant you click on the box, the stuff enters your inventory. There's nothing you can pull out of the box. Huh. It's a minor change, I don't know why they did it, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. If you remember, if you go, if you've done old scenarios and you do the new ones, you'll notice how the loot window is different whenever you loot this cache. It's weird. Oh, uh, let's see. So yeah, I'm enjoying heroic scenarios because it's different from heroics, much quicker, much more valor, and also it doesn't have a bazillion justice, which I no longer need. Right, right. <laughs> they still have not given us a good way to spend justice. Need to be able to convert it. Normally, not just like convert it to one to convert to another to convert to another to finally get what yeah. you kind of sort of might be able to use. Yeah, right now you can get harmony out of it, motes or spirits, by converting it to honor. First, mm. it's messy. Yeah. They they really need a justice trades good vendor again. Yeah, at least update the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have all the heirlooms I'll ever want for any reason ever at this point. <laughs> <laughs> One more minor thing that has nothing to do with scenarios. This is something I discovered that I didn't see in the patch notes. Okay, so uh, Throne of Thunder dailies. You remember the cache of, like, the uh, Sun Reaver cache you got at the end of a set of the dailies, right? Correct. It'd have some gold, generally a Pindar and Banquet, and Chance It, Elder Charms, or Keys of Leisha, and all that stuff, right? right? Right. Okay. You can now buy those for 15 Elder Charms. Oh, they finally gave us an infinite usable use for Elder Charms. Oh, that's good. When I, when I realized this, I just went, finally. <laughs> so oh. you, can t- you can take your Elder Charms, you can buy that cash. That and get a chance at a key. A chance on everything, that right. Oh, yeah, it, the, funny th- the funny thing would be to get an infinite loop where you spend 15 charms, get a cash, get a key, run the scenario, get 15 yeah. more charms, buy a cash. <laughs> that would get silly. That would get silly. But yes. there's a very low chance of getting the key. Getting a key, so. yeah. You can, but you're absolutely right. It's very rare. Hmm. This intrigues me. I want to try this now. So where do you buy that from? Uh, you buy it from the Elder Charms vendor that's either at your base in Isle of Thunder, or you can buy it from the Shadow Pan do the Shadow Pan equivalent with the Shadow Pan people in Isle of Thunder. It's where where you used to spend Elder Charms, it's the same vendor. Oh, he just got new stuff. Okay, so he, okay, cool. Very he also cool. added something else that's useful in the solo scenario. Um, it's a crate. It's not. It's not. It's something you use in the scenario. It's not. It's not an infinite use item like the cash. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. You know how in the solo scenario 
there were places you couldn't reach without either levitate without levitating, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jump you could crazy. only carry one levitation potion. So you throw right. the crate down, you jump on the crate, and you jump to your objective. Exactly. Nice. And how many of those can you carry at a time? I don't remember. They cost three Elder Charms, but I don't remember how much they uh, how how many you could carry. I think you ought to be able to train your pet to like uppercut you. <laughs> what? And, like knock you up high and then you get to your objective. Like hit me, hit me harder. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to say to that is okay. <laughs> You're just jealous so you don't have a pet class. I have a warlock. Besides that. <laughs> That's clearly not a pet class, right? Clearly. Clearly. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, enjo- I'm personally enjoying losing at Brawler's Guild. I've been in there, but I've yet to fight. Do you have the ticket? Yes. I, bought okay. it. I got it off the, have- the Bima. Right. So... Yeah, don't you remember uh, your your brother tried to get it to me, but we couldn't trade it cross realm, right? So, and you have to be like level ninety to use it, so you couldn't make a level one on our realm, right? Which we tried. So too bad, so sad. <sighs> well, cool. That's exciting. So, you what what are you looking forward to most in five point three? Five point three uh, Battlefield Barons looks pretty good. It's new content. I'm really enjoying heroic scenarios uh, because honestly, it fills the niche that Cata heroics filled in terms of difficulty of content. Where if you overgear it, you can plow through it, but if you're at gear, it's actually a challenge without being as hard as challenge modes because challenge modes are crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the main stuff. I'm really honestly heroic scenarios. I'm really enjoying. Cool. Well, I'm, I'll be hopefully be doing those uh, this weekend. Some so looking forward to getting into that myself. I'm a little slow out of the gate as far as MOP is or uh, five point three is concerned. So something about heroic scenarios. Sorry, forgot to mention this. Uh, when you fly into Vale of Eternal Blossoms, you'll get a quest for Lord Walker Cho. Do it right away because then you get a quest to complete scenarios, and this quest awards you valor. Also, go to your shrine before you queue for a random scenario. There, the the whirlwind dude in shrine that puts the buff on you that lets you run faster in shrine. Remember yeah, that guy? He gave, me a, he gave me a quest. Yes, he gives you a quest to do a random heroic scenario, and when you do it, you get a cache that we think has a guaranteed chance to contain a random five sixteen epic. A guaranteed chance. <laughs> Everything's got a guaranteed chance. No, no, I'm sorry. Okay, it's a guaranteed to contain. Sorry. <laughs> oh. As far as we can tell, everyone who's opened that bag has gotten an epic out of it. Oh, well. Sweet. Now, now all other bags for the heroic scenarios don't, aren't guaranteed, but that one seems to be. We don't know if that's a weekly. We don't know if that's a one-off, but mm-hmm. uh, we have seen that. Well, cool. I am definitely looking forward to getting more into 5.3 since I've yet to – I've just scratched the surface of it. So Right. We'll have to run a heroic scenario route. Yes, we shall. Yes. Looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Yes. Well, man, thanks for stopping by and imparting us with your awesome knowledge. Absolutely. And your tell your fun tales. It's always good to have you on the show. Why, thank you. Why, you're welcome. And tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Uh, you're always allowed to contact me in-game. I am on the Tanaris server, primarily play on Horde as Dead Guy, D-E-D Guy. I also play on Alliance as Death Gal, D-E-T-H Gal, on the same server. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Kerboden, K-I-R-B-O-D-I-N. 
And then you can always try and get me on the Open Raid website. I'm Kerboden on the website is my username. Or you could friend Dead Guy on the site to see what raids I'm running. Also on my Twitter, I post all my raids. Cool. Thanks again for stopping by and uh, making our show that much more fun. Sure. Glad to be here. Like us at Facebook.com slash HearthCast. Wow news for the casual player. Well, last week, everybody kind of went, oh my goodness, the world is dying when it comes to the subscription numbers on WoW. And we all kind of, you know, those of us who've been through this went, no, this happens. Ebb and flow. We know what's going on. There are plenty of other games and, you know, people come and go. But Blizzard released their kind of official, hey guys, relax statement. What they said is this. People come back for expansions. Patches help a bit. But players are always lost over time until the next expansion. And they're trying to get content and expansions out quicker to make sure everybody has something to do. Now, here's a problem that that brings forth. It's all a thing of balance here. When quitting the game, I don't know if you've ever quit. Have you ever quit well? Mm, not really. All right. Well, I've, I've quit games where I've had to you know, pay per... Like when I quit Sortor, they ask you, why are you quitting? And I'm like, I don't have enough time to play both games. I play WoW, so I'm playing WoW. That was my reason for quitting. Mm-hmm. They are, in my opinion, entitled to that information. So when you quit WoW, they ask you the same thing. Hey, why are you leaving? And players mention that the game now changes too fast for them, and they can't keep up. Oh. You've got to give content to people who are consuming the content at a rapid rate, but you can't give it too fast because then people feel overwhelmed. It's like, ah, you don't know. I can't keep up. I might as well quit. Now, we know that the devs read fan sites. We know they read official forums, obviously. We know they listen to podcasts. We know they're getting feedback. But the bottom line is not a lot of people share what they really feel, you know. You get a person leaves, that's my business why I'm leaving. I don't have to tell you why I'm leaving. I'm leaving. It's my money. I'll spend it where I want to spend it. And they don't they don't give that constructive criticism back to the devs. They're starting to figure out now that, okay, we need to find that sweet spot. You know, how much is too fast or, you know, how soon is too soon? How, how long should we wait? Between 5.2 and 5.3 has literally been one of the shortest time frames ever in patch history. Even though I don't raid... When the Isle of Thunder came out and you have the rares that spawn like every oh, few minutes and you yeah. have the... The Crumbled Chamberlain quest, and you have the one... I know you don't like that. <laughs> the five-man quest gives you 150 Valor. I really enjoyed doing that. Sure. And they made the rep really easy to get. Almost like too easy so that people were done halfway through the patch. And then when people are done, they're stopping being others there. And when you go to the island, there's no one there. That means you can't get a group yeah. to do that quest. You're not doing it in champions. Can't do it in champions. So you're losing out the 150 Valor. And then if you don't have at least one other person there to help you get the rares down, then you can't, you can't just go around and fight those guys by yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, I'm a little sad that everyone got done with it before I was done with it. Well, it, it affects more than they think. It's really crazy. It, the problem, I think, is not Blizzard. The problem is the mindset of needing to do stuff first or... You know, or needing to do everything. Yeah, or while it's current. Yeah. The whole, you know, quote-unquote, while it's current, it's such a difficult 
place to be in. Yeah. You know, if Blizzard could come up with a way that everybody's story progresses at their pace, that would be cool. But that would be a monstrous undertaking. But they don't. They've got to appease the hardcore raiders. They've got to appease the middle of the road people. And they've got to appease the casual players. And it's just a difficult task. I do not envy them for that task at all. One of the funniest tweets I read was a conversation between the player and Ghostcrawler. And the players said, you gave us too much to do. You gave us the raids and the pet battles and Brawler's Guild and achievements. And Ghostcrawler's like, you don't have to do all those. And the players said, of course you have to do them all. You have to get your achievements up to be able to show off. And Ghostcrawler's basically... If you feel like you have to do achievements, like it's mandatory, then I don't know. Give me some more gin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the crazy thing about achievements. People love achievements, but they're not worth anything. But That's they true. love achievements. Love How achievement. many achievement points you got? A gazillion. What are the achievement points worth? Nothing. To show me achievements you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Circular logic. Love it. Yeah. Don't be freaking out over numbers. They're going to come. They're going to go. They're going to be up. They're going to be down. You know, Everybody freaking out and say, wow, lost like two million. We still have like eight million. We still have like V. We're still number one. Even for not number one, we don't have to be number one for people to still love and enjoy this game. And for them to keep making new content for right. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So just relax. 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 And wait till the next expansion. So, Frank, anything on the horizon for us here at Hearthcast? Well, we have the Dark Moon Fair that starts on June 2nd. So you can get your wee buff on. Oh, that's right. You got to go. You got to ride the carousel. You get yep. the Wii buff, and that increases your rep, right? Your and experience. Rep and experience gains. That's right. Our next WoW meetup is at the Firkin and Kegler, Friday, June 14th at 6 p.m. We're always looking forward to our next recipient of the Hearthy. You can't win them. You can only earn them. So if you have anyone that you would like to nominate, please send us an email. And we are also looking forward to our next contestant of AOE. If you are available for 15 minutes... Between 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and would like to challenge Root or myself, send us a voice message through SpeakPipe on hearthcast.com. I'd like to give some special thanks out to all of our people who uh, left us reviews on iTunes. Some special shout outs going to Hazy. Thank you for the comic. That's kind of reminiscent of something we just talked about a while back. Yeah, the uh, achievements that you're embarrassed to get. Yeah. Yeah. We just got, I got one of those the other day, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, and we're doing a scenario. And it was um, the Fall of Theramore scenario, which I did prior to MOP, but I have never gotten since MOP. Ah. And apparently there's an achievement for completing that within MOP. <laughs> yeah. So. We were confused when you got that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Not my fault. Everybody on Twitter, everybody on Facebook, thank you so much for interacting with us. That really makes our weeks go by that much better and faster. You know, Freck, if we had a video camera in our studio, I'd be twitching my nose right now. What? In a lot of newscasts or uh, TV shows, you may see a host at the very end grab their ear, twitch their nose, touch their chin. They'll do some little thing. You'll be more cognizant of this in the future. Okay. That's usually a secret shout out. Didn't know this, did you? I did not know that. Yeah, you'll see people do these little secret shout outs to their loved ones at home, or somebody who's done something that means a lot to them. So we are, you know, virtually tweaking our noses, if you will, right now. That's so right. It's a little awkward, but, you know. <laughs> um, thank you is what we have to say. And uh, there will, yeah, we will comply and we will, uh, we'll, we, we will send evidence. Yes. Man, that sounds like 
cloak and dagger <laughs> stuff, doesn't it? We will compliance and evidence. <laughs> you know who you are. You'll get the information you wanted. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> hey, folks, while you're out on the interwebs, go check out egonetworks.com. A lot of great podcasts over there. Not just World of Warcraft podcasts, geek-related podcasts, Star Wars-related podcasts, a lot of them. Go check them out. Rich Fisher is doing a fantastic job over there at Ego Networks. We are part of Ego Networks, a proud member of Ego Networks, and uh, go check them out over there. And if you're really serious about increasing your gameplay in any way, shape, fashion, or form, and you are not listening to the training dummies, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Our buddy Hotbox, or Halloway, and Hend do a fantastic job over there of covering the intricacies of WoW, uh, highlighting macros and gameplay and game styles and character classes uh, and reviews on combat situations and boss fights, the whole nine yards. Go get them added to your library like today. As soon as you're done listening to us, go check out the training dummies. And for a walk on to the explicit side of WoW podcast, go check out Vote to Kick. That's Vote, the number two kick. They're over on twitch.tv. You can find our buddies Synergy, Akari, Eclipse, and Drathon over there. Talking about everything from WoW to LOL uh, to DayZ to whatever game they're currently playing. Uh, they play a lot of different games. They talk about a lot of different games, a lot of different technology. So definitely interesting there to get that, that viewpoint. So go check them out. That's Vote to Kick. Vote number two, Kick. And, of course, I would be immense if I didn't say anything about the WoW subreddit over at reddit.com. Go over there and check out reddit.com and uh, the WoW Podcast subreddit is there. That's WoW Podcast plural. Check them out, and you will find almost every podcast that we know about is listed there. If you don't see your favorite podcast listed there, just submit a link, and uh, we'll make sure that it gets out and so everybody can pay attention to that. Great place to find all the new, latest, and greatest podcasts. So go check it out. Zerverreddit.com forward slash r forward slash WoW Podcasts. And while you're checking things out, oh, Root. Arrested Tell me. Development. What's that? Season. Wait, oh, is that the Wayne Brothers? What? I, see, I don't know what it is. <laughs> is only the best uh, sitcom ever made. Oh. Uh, is it with the the two black brothers? No. Homie the Clown. Oh. Okay. It's about a family. <laughs> all right. Who their dad goes to jail, loses all the money. Oh. Oh, they made that song called Mr. Window. Mr. No. Window. Oh. All right. Look. What? Look, let me start over. Okay. <laughs> and you're not going to derail me. I'm not going to derail no. you? No. Okay. I'm going to do this, though. No, you're not. Leave it in the show. No, you're not. I'm editing this week. Well. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me Tell me all about, sell me. Sell me, Freck, on Arrested Development. Sell me on Arrested Development. Here Look, I can't, I can't do justice telling you about it. It's hilarious. It's on Netflix, seasons one through three. Do you have Netflix now, right? I do have Netflix now. Okay. When it got canceled six years ago, people went into such an outrage. Like, people still talk about the show. And they made a fourth season six years later. They said it's not going to be linear like every other uh, season has been. It's going to be each episode is from a different character's perspective, saying what they've been doing for six years. Okay. Yeah. Except the stories were like intertwined and whatnot. So I'm very excited. It's coming out on Memorial Day. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I You're think welcome. they're very smart to have it come out on day that everyone's going to be staying home from work. Why? Off work. Are you going to work that day? No. 
exactly. Is it going straight to Netflix? Yeah, Netflix oh, produced it. Oh, yeah. He didn't say that. Oh my bad. They produced it. Yeah, it's being released straight to Netflix on Memorial Day. Why don't they do the same to Firefly? They canceled that. I don't know. They should. Who cares about this Arrested Development thing? You just don't know. It's funny. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Arrested. I've heard a lot about it, but I never knew what I thought. I, I literally thought it was the, what is it, the Wayne brothers? I don't know hmm. what you're thinking about. Yeah, it's the two black comedians. I know who they are. Yeah. I don't know what, why you don't you're know thinking what? about them. I don't know. They had you a TV. thinking about white chicks? I don't know. Didn't they have a TV show for a while? And like, yeah, did, called did, the Wayne's brothers. Yeah. Maybe that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Hey, don't my mind works totally different. Apparently. <laughs> I thought I was gonna be homie the clown and the guy dressed up as a girl doing the two snaps in the circle thing. All right. <laughs> Apparently not. No. <laughs> Apparently I should check this out. Yes. You know, since I do have Netflix, I did check out um the History Channel special Hatfields and McCoys. I've seen commercials for that. Oh Maji. Is that good? Is really? Oh, wow. Kevin Costner and uh, Bill Paxton, by the way, are the two principal characters in this. I do love me some Bill Paxton. Yeah. He does a fantastic... They both do fantastic jobs with these characters. And it is the, the you know, the true story of the of the Hatfields and McCoys, mm-hmm. you know, the Kentucky and West Virginia. And the production value on it is fantastic. And then I found out they went to, like, Romania to film this thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were kind of talking about it in the office. Like, why couldn't they film it in, like, you know, Kentucky? I'm like, you know what? The Hatfields and McCoys in, like, 2007 signed a peace treaty, a a ceremonial peace treaty. You don't want to go digging up old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You want to let Russian dogs, you know, rest. You want to let them sleep, you know, because I'm sure there's still a couple of them that harbor some ill feelings. So, sure. But yeah, they're just fantastic. It's like six hours. There's like three parts and like two hours a piece or something like that. But um, wow. Yeah, so good. So good. So check that out too while you're out. And thank you all for listening to episode number 170 of HearthCast. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Shoot an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. Tweet me at HearthCastFreck or Root at HearthCastRoot. Like our Facebook page or send us a voice message on HearthCast.com through SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. We'd again like to thank our sponsor for Season 5, Open Raid. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. For HearthCast.com.